Welcome to episode 13 of the Hip Hop Scotland podcast. And today we've got Alexander Romance with us today. How are you getting on, mate? Good, man. Thanks for having me. You're good. I'm glad to get you on. Um, I also keep saying this every episode, but I just want to get kind of the wide, a wide array of different types of hip hop artists, um, whether it's like kind of old school vibes, whether it's trap, whether it's kind of emo, um, and obviously even like pop as well, like kind of random brown boy who was on um, on the last episode. But yeah, so just give us a bit of a bit of a lowdown on you because you're quite new to the scene, I'm aware. Um, like putting out music wise anyway. Um, so I just wanted to kind of, exp- I wanted you to just explain your music to people, just for those that aren't aware of who you are. And- uh, yeah, okay, cool, man. Thank you. Um, so my name's Alexander Romance. Um, I've been making music for just over a year now. Uh, and I released my first song in January. If I had to describe what my music was like, um, I suppose, I suppose it's, I suppose that you could say it's emo rap, but you know, I think of, you know, when I when I actually think of how would I describe my songs, yeah. I would just describe it as like bipolar music, you know. One minute it's like all okay. happy or all That's sad, interesting. And then, yeah, yeah, and then the next minute it's just like fast aggressive flows. Um, you know, I I'm very like I'm very intuitive with my music, so I just kind of let it go where it wants to go. I don't. Um, I don't set out to write a song about anything in particular. I just hear the beat and I just do my thing, you know? Yeah, I like that. I like how it's just like, I suppose it's kind of like when I sit down and start to make a beat, like in my head, I don't have any sort of like like barrier or like sort of genre in my head. I'm just like, I just see what happens. I think that's the best way to do it because, you know, what you're saying about barriers, yeah, like, if I um, I feel like if I sit down with a preconceived idea about the song that I'm going to write, then I just limit myself to the possibilities of that are in the present moment. Um, yeah, exactly. you know, and things can really like you know the feeling and the flow of a song when you're writing it can. I write my stuff really fast as well. I tend to write and record my stuff in the same day. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. So I feel like when you're really in that zone, just I just I just I try and allow it to take me where where it wants to go. Um, and you know, I, I also have a theory about it, which is, um, you know, it's uh, I actually heard it from when they're talking about the Juice World freestyling on his documentary. They were saying, Yeah, because he freestyled because he freestyled so much of his stuff, there was no filter on yeah, it. Yeah, everything I, was raw. Yeah, so I feel like my writing style, um, has some similarities to that because I tend to write my stuff, I don't try, I don't, I try not to second guess myself at yeah. all. Um, yeah. and I just I just write down what comes out um, and I feel like the the depth that comes out of that comes out of my subconscious as opposed to my conscious mind you know because um, if I was to let my conscious mind do all the work then yeah. well I'd probably, I'd probably just censor everything because I'd be be too worried about saying this or worried about saying that you know so I just uh, yeah I don't I don't care about that yeah definitely that's kind of similar to when I spoke to um, random brown boy because he was like we were talking about how kind of when you make music kind of instinctively That's it. and he said he was really similar in terms of making it instinctively and just sort of on the spot and I think that's something that's um, really coming through and like the 
sort of current generation um, of hip hop artists or just kind of pop artists as well. Um, I feel like that's sort of like a popular sort of theme. Um, and I think that's why we're getting these sort of more emotional, um, more like kind of emotional lyrics and stuff like that. Um, and also like kind of thoughts of depression and all that. I think we're getting that more because um, obviously it's kind of more subconsciously and it's not worried about what other people think and that sort of thing. I was going to ask you actually, so who was like growing up, um, how did you get into music when you're always into it like did you always want to make music or was it just completely recent like how did that kind of go down um i guess i don't know if i always wanted to make music or had a like a proper burning desire to make it but yeah. i was always involved in i was always involved in um music whether that was i went to a school um my local primary school had a head teacher who just loved music loved theater and, um, you know, fortunately for me, I guess that was pretty much my my strong suit. So I was singing, doing poetry, uh, amateur dramatics type stuff, uh, competitions. Um, and I think I remember I was in choirs as well. Um, I actually was I was part of a primary school choir that was on Songs of Praise when I was like 10 years old or something. Um so yeah, that's um, that was kind of my earliest experiences. But I just always remember at them times the stuff that I was being made to sing, um, whether it was in a choir or in a competition or whether I was doing a play or something like that. Yeah, it wasn't really my thing, you know, because I'm listening to like My Chemical Romance, um, Green Day. Um, yeah, those two were definitely big, big favorites of mine around that time. And I just remember thinking, you know, I don't really enjoy doing the stuff that they're making me do. But if yeah. I could do it, if I could do my own stuff, then yeah, that would be that would be good. Yeah. So yeah. you say um, you mentioned like obviously Mike and Green Day. So when you were younger, like, were you mainly listening to that sort of stuff, or were you listening to rap as well? Like, because that's quite interesting. If you like. That's another common theme among a lot of younger artists is that they kind of didn't really grow up on rap as much. Um, obviously, they did grow up in stuff like Eminem. Um, but then there's also like that kind of rock and emo influence. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, I wanted to no, ask you about that, about what kind of yeah. what you listened to at the time. Yeah, man. No, absolutely. My, my main influences were those, um, were those sort of emo bands um you know pop punk bands uh yeah. absolutely absolutely that was my thing like mm-hmm. um i never even consider i never even thought i never even really liked rap or thought about it at all until really? i was like probably um 12 or 13 and i remember seeing eight mile for the first time and that yeah. had me that got me hooked on eminem for some for a while um but i wasn't a big I wasn't into, I wasn't really, that wasn't my thing. Like me and my friends, we were, now nah, we were all listening to like Green Day, Mike M, like, um, yeah, Blink-182. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, there was a few others oh, too. Oh, the usual, but, <laughs> the usual yeah, suspects. Man. Exactly, exactly. But that was our thing. We, But I, I did become a big Eminem fan. Um, you know, cleaning out my closet. Um, I remember blasting that. Toy Soldiers, 
especially the really sad shit to be fair like um you know i think like when i first started to experience depression and then yeah that was around that was that was around the time i would listen to eminem i think it was like i think it was actually like his recovery album or um whatever saw whatever album beautiful was on yeah i think it was recovery then i started listening to his old stuff that um you know, like, to- or his earlier stuff, yeah, anyways. Yeah, like shading stuff. Yeah, and that was, like, I was I was a big fan of that, but, um, yeah, I always kind of, I always, uh, always liked the sort of emo, uh, pop punk type, type yeah. stuff, and yeah, yeah, but um, as I got older, that's when I, when I was a teenager, I got into, into rap music a lot more, and Tupac was really, um, the one who kind of opened the door for me like i think yeah. yeah i think i said this to you but um you know i knew that i wasn't like tupac and i knew that i couldn't um talk about the same things as him yeah um and i couldn't wear that persona um because it wouldn't fly um but when i saw him i thought oh, i'd love to be a rapper you know i want to be a rapper um yeah. and i think one of the things I identified with him so strongly was just, I think, I think it was his rebellious spirit, but it was also like his feeling of like being mis- being mistreated um, by society and kind of being shut out by society in a way and being judged. Yeah, um, for being different. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I felt that. I felt that strongly. So, um, yeah, man, that was uh, Tupac. Um, and yeah, I think. Oh, and then I also I think I, I've told you this too, but I was a big I was a big grime head for two or three years maybe. Um, yeah, like one of my Bugsy Malone um, was one of my favorite um, British MCs, you know. And if you really if you listen to, but like, really great. Do you know this yeah. one I really like? Um, what's it called? I listened to it yesterday again. What is it called? Oh, it's like one of the kind of emotional ones. Right, yeah, yeah. Because if you actually listen to his earlier stuff, which he, it's only on SoundCloud, I think. Yeah. But it was like all really introspective, like really dark stuff. And I was like, yeah, this guy is like... So he he was, you know, nobody would call him an emo rapper, but like he was really touching on a lot of, a lot of them subjects, you know. But I think um, I remember he said in one of his... He said in one of his like... I don't know what it was, Link Up TV or um, something like that. He just said, uh, they don't want to hear no creative shit in this lyric. They just want to hear how I drag man out of a Civic. Um, so, yeah, I guess he found that nobody nobody was really wanting to listen to him talk that stuff, you know? So Yeah, like the kind of emotional and stuff about depression and all yeah, that stuff. Just, so who do you think, yeah. like, pushed the, the doors down for that? Because... Um, yeah, I'll get I'll get your thoughts first before I kind of mention what I think. But yeah, what do you think about kind of who opened the door for that, like artist wise? Who opened the door for speaking about? Um, and definitely like uh, yeah, and like rap music sort of thing. Rap music. Um, well, I guess Kanye. Kanye, I feel like yeah, um, he was like a precursor to. Um, you know, people always say 808s and heartbreak, but I think Kanye was talking about he was talking about um, his emotions and stuff like 
from from the beginning. I feel like. Yeah, um, I think it was. Yeah, but obviously, eight or eight was like a kind of um, a gateway moment, I suppose. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, hundred percent. And obviously, Drake too. Drake, too, yeah, definitely. Not um, like I never really. Yeah, it it was neither of the, it was neither of them that that um that kicked the door down in my head to make me to make me think yeah um about that like for me the for me the guys that, for me the first guy that done that was probably XXX um yeah like he he was probably the first guy for me uh but him and Lil Pete between the two of them they were they were the two guys if it wasn't for those two I wouldn't be making music. Because when I heard those two guys, I knew there was a place for me. Um, so yeah, that, those those two guys are are really my biggest. I hold them as my biggest inspiration because those were the two guys that that finally kind of made me believe I can do this thing too. There's a yeah. place for me here, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, I think I'm the same. But for me, it was mostly probably Juice and X. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of done that for me, uh, and obviously, like Nirvana as well. I think obviously it's not hip hop, but for me, like they're probably one of my biggest influences musically and in that type of form as well. Like I think in rock music, they they kind of done that. Yeah. Um, and I feel like also X, Juice and Peep, uh, were similar in terms of in terms of hip hop. Mm. And obviously, 808s, I think, I think without 808s, we would never have had Juice X and Peep. Um, and I think obviously those are the three that will always be, I suppose, remembered and sort of go down in history as like the three guys of kind of this era, I suppose, even mm. though how like obviously it ended when they were all, I think X was 20, Juice was 21. Peep was 21, wasn't he? Yeah, that's correct. Um, so, uh, it's crazy that, um, and obviously that lyric and legends never die, isn't it? He said, um, to do with, like, they'll not, they'll never hit 27, yeah. and he was like, it's going to yeah, be 21. So I think yeah, that's pretty, pretty crazy. Um, yeah, I also think there's obviously other guys, like, um, like Trippy Red and stuff, that have made a big impact, obviously post Malone as well. Um, yeah, all around the same time that people sort of seem to forget, and obviously Mark Miller as well. Um, mm-hmm. I think is one of those guys that really pushed it. Um, obviously, guys at like Tyler the Creator as well done that, mm-hmm. especially with sort of more recent stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely glad it sort of happened, uh, and I'm sure you're the same because obviously you said. You wouldn't really have got into it otherwise. Hundred percent, man. And I think um, you know, I would have loved to have been in a band too. But yeah. when it came when it came around to me making music, I didn't play any instruments. I didn't know anything about it, and I knew I could sing. I knew I could sing. I couldn't rap. I couldn't rap at the time at all. Um, yeah, I knew I knew I could sing, but you know, for me it was. And and to to be honest with you, I like the idea of um of it just being myself. Um, but at the same time, if I had had the opportunity to go and be the lead singer in a band or if I had played an instrument, but 
you know, things could have been different. But the fact that I don't have to rely, the less people, I, I feel like in general in life, the less people I have to rely on, the better. You know, if I could do everything myself, I would do it. And, you know, um, maybe at some stage I will, um, I will produce as well. I think that's inevitable, to be honest, because I'm, um, I just have, I just have so much of this creative energy in me, and I feel like, yeah, to to be able to put some of that into into my into my own production would be, yeah, I feel like I feel like I could do um, some really some really tr- true and authentic shit to me, you know. Yeah, definitely. I think there's a lot of artists that do that now nowadays like more than ever where they just they pretty much do the beat and they just do everything um and i do probably think you probably get a more true and authentic sound i guess because you're also in control of sort of everything um but yeah um so yeah moving on um i wanted to ask you not like maybe not musically but just generally more about you um, and like who your influences, I suppose not influences, inspirations were, um, like outside of music, if you had anything that kind of kept you going, because even though it's a podcast, um, I do like to kind of get to know the, the person as well um, at some sort of um, stage as well. So yeah, was there anybody that kind of kept you going or um, kept you kind of motivated? As you were growing up, or even now, yeah. Um, I mean, maybe when I was really young, maybe when I was really young, uh, um, you know, I, I wanted to be a footballer when I was really young. I wanted to be yeah. a footballer, and then, um, and then I wanted to be an actor. Um, All right, okay, yeah, that's great. So, yeah, nice. Yeah. Obviously, every young boy wants to be a footballer nearly. But, <laughs> yeah. um, so I guess, you know, like Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo, he was like somebody I would have looked up to. But yeah. um, in terms of like, I also really looked up to my big cousin. My big cousin's an actor. Okay. He just recently be- he's just recently been in The Witcher. Oh, um, and I looked, up to, I looked up to him quite a lot since I was from, from a young age. Yeah. I remember him com- coming around to see me when I was like... Um, 13 or 14 and he had a pair of shoes on and I was like where are they where are they from and he's like River Island the next day I was straight in <laughs> yeah. next day I was straight in, straight in River Island got a pair for myself like um <laughs> but nah to be honest man like I was I've been pretty I wouldn't say that like in terms of like it kept me motivated like because I haven't been motivated like yeah, um, yeah I, I felt like I feel like I've been very um I've been quite detached. I felt like I've been, I've been on the outside a lot. Like, okay. um, I think like I'll tell you about, I'll tell you about m- me growing up. I don't talk about it too much, but, um, like, I, I yeah, well, I was, we're comfortable with the talking about me. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent, man. Um, nah, I feel like. I think like a lot of people when I when I went into high school and became a teenager like mm-hmm. things just my, things just didn't start things were not going very well for me and I started to have a lot of problems feeling feeling like depressed and mm-hmm. um anger issues a lot of anger issues and I was just I was getting in a lot of trouble back 
back home, my mom always <laughs> my mom always says she thinks I'd end up in jail or or dead or something. Um, yeah. But um, so I ended up getting my parents sent me to a boarding school in Edinburgh to try and get me. Oh, right, um, okay. Yeah, out. to try. And, <laughs> yeah, try and get me straightened out. But you know, like I say, I had a lot of mental health problems and stuff that I didn't understand at the time. So um, I came out of that experience like fairly. I came out of that experience fairly broken, to be honest, man. And I feel like if I hadn't had such a you think strong, that kind of made it worse. Because I feel like that—that's maybe something that is quite common. Where like going to boarding school actually, through maybe doesn't help. I guess then... definitely hurt a lot. Definitely hurt a lot. And I would say that if it wasn't for the fact that, like, I, I believe I'm—I believe I'm a very strong person. I believe in my in my heart. I have like a very, I don't know, a, a, a big depth of reserves. Um, yeah. And if it wasn't for, if it wasn't for that, then I don't know because, yeah, I came out of that, like, I had a, yeah, I pretty much lost any confidence in any, anything that I had previously yourself had. yourself sort of thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, up until the, up until the last few years, really, um, you know, when I left school, um, I was, I just start, I, we went to university, but I was just drinking a lot, using drugs every day. Um, and I, I dropped out pretty fast. So I dropped out, of college, I dropped out of uni. What is it you um, were doing? I went to study history in Aberdeen. All right, cool. So, um, quite, quite a long way as well from home, obviously. Yeah, yeah man. No, but. Not you know at that point in time because of my experiences that I'd had, I had like I said I was just shot I was just shot to bits to be honest. So it took me, um, you know, I, and then I and then I started to I, I guess I started to um, do things like the drugs and drinking that made things a lot worse. And it took me took me a few years to to kind of realize like this is taking me nowhere. It's um, I've got these dreams and these ambitions and I know I can achieve them but if I keep holding myself back with the things I'm doing then I'm never going to get there and you know I, I was very bitter and very resentful I felt like I had been let down and um, I yeah. guess I had to I just had to I had, you know I, I guess I said to, I said to myself like you know if I'm gonna achieve anything like I want to, then yeah. I'm going to have to take responsibility for that. It doesn't matter about what anyone else has done. Like, um, and so, yeah, man, like, I, um, I feel like music has allowed, has music has helped me to build my confidence back up um, slowly. You know, I still have a lot of insecurities. Um, and I still, you know, have my demons, but I have a place where I can put them and, yeah, like I say, the the music is helping me take back my confidence, like bit by bit. So yeah, I feel like um, things are really uh, it's an upward trajectory. Yeah, I think um, all the things that you're saying, probably a lot of people can connect with. Um, yeah, like the kind of feeling detached um, and just not feeling like things are going your way. Um, like I think a lot of people had that where growing up at school, they thought of, they sort of weren't, didn't feel a part of a group sort of thing. 
Um, and that's definitely something that sort of I felt going through school where I just didn't really feel like I was sort of a part of a group. Um, mm. And I feel like music, obviously for me, has really done that. Because um, when I was really low during lockdown, um, probably at my lowest, uh, music really kind of got me out of that. Especially, mm. like, I always wanted to produce and I just needed something for, to keep my mind from sinking, I suppose, and turning into depression, kind of dark thoughts and all that stuff. Um, so, yeah, I think music uh, does a lot to help a lot of people, like including obviously how it's helped us. And I think it's, it's really powerful for a lot of people. Um, and obviously this isn't even really hip-hop, just music as a whole, really, I think, does that. Um, like, for me, also, that was... Always that like hip hop and rap, and that's my main genre. But yeah, it's kind of similar to to you coming from kind of rock first, um, and kind of punk, uh, like pop punk, and sort of. Uh, well, I was into like Linkin Park and a lot of new metal yeah. stuff. Yeah, I'm sure you're probably the same. But yeah, it's quite an interesting point actually about just how much of an impact music can make. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, what do you think about? about that generally just like the power of music i suppose so like um music's like a friend that's always there and never never judges you um you know <laughs> yeah, never yeah. Uh, never talk never talks either so you can just uh you can just do all the talking <laughs> um <laughs> yeah. yeah so i feel like i think like i've spoken to a lot of people about my mental health and and various yeah. and any and stuff over the years i've spoken to a lot of people i had therapy like yeah um you know and that helped me a lot it helped me a lot like i've been um you know i've been like part of self self-help groups and stuff and yeah you know those help those help me too but mm-hmm. um you know for me music has become the place that i'm most comfortable and i find easiest to put those feelings consistently. Um, yeah. And I think that is immensely helpful because, you know, energy is real and it shifts the energy, you know, to be able yeah, to, yeah. to be able to move that through and into a, into a song or, you know, into a piece of art, then yeah, the, it's, I think it's, I think it's incredible, you know, like even, I think that's a, that's a, Obviously, that's a massive, massive reason. It, like when I said earlier about you know the guys who opened the door for for me to make music, and um, you know one of the reasons that I identified with that music so strongly was because they were discussing their mental health, but they were using it to as a type as a type of therapy, and they were yeah, helping like other. Yeah, they were helping other people. You know, they were helping other people to feel those emotions or to to process those emotions too. And I just knew that I had that same I had that same skill, and I can offer that too. And you know, I only have a small following right now. Um, and you know, you're part of my private group on on Facebook. We got about 150 people in there, but um, so many of those people have told me that the way that they cope with the difficult emotions they feel is, is music. Yeah. Um, and people already tell me that my music is helping them. So, 
yeah, that's yeah, and that's then that'll that's obviously give you more yeah. energy just to keep keep going. And also, we talked about earlier about inspirations. Um, I suppose so. Now, I guess your inspiration, motivation is the people listen, um, and the people that also are using music and your music as well to kind of heal. And I suppose music does have the that healing power. Like for me, we're like depending on what mood I'm in, but if I'm like feeling down, like putting on Bob Marley, just it gets me out of any bad mood. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just insane how like music, or I suppose it depends on who you are. Like I feel like different people may have sort of different things that does that for them. Um, I suppose it's, it's good when you find like your thing, I guess, and like it's almost like what you're here for. Yeah. And I feel like obviously like for you, you probably feel like you're here to make music and make make a difference to other people like, through that. Absolutely, um, man. Yeah, and I kind of feel like before um, also I was I journalism. Um but I felt like also I enjoyed it, but then when I found music, I was like, Do you know what, this is this is what I was here for and it was here to make beats. <laughs> Yeah. As daft as that sounds. Literally, my happy place is when I'm in the process of writing a song. Um, you know, coming up with a new song, writing new, writing a new song, um, and when I'm just in that zone, in that flow. Um, you know, that's my favorite. That's my favorite place to be. That's what. That's how I know 
that's how I know that music is my thing because uh, nothing else, nothing else can give me that feeling. Um, so, exactly. how's, how's that sounding? Are you you getting the getting the audio right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got that. Yeah, that was all great. Nice. But I was um, I was just saying that the other another thing I do, not necessarily like a happy a happy place thing, but um, yeah. meditation because oh, okay. um, yeah. like one of my one of my biggest one of my biggest problems is that I have so much going on in my head that it's sometimes it's just difficult to actually see things for what they are um so yeah. it can you know it can lead me to being like very self-critical very demanding on myself it just i, I really lose all perspective um but I, I like to kind of, i like to sit down for you know a good amount of time usually about an hour um and i'll you know find a sort of find this sort of spot and afterwards i come out of it feeling a lot more refreshed and i can I can look at things a bit more sensibly, you know. Um, yeah, because yeah, I, yeah, I've got a tendency to get a bit carried away with myself. Like, right? Yeah, I kind of I get what you mean. Um, but I, in terms of happy place, I think like when you know you can just get in the zone, then you kind of know that like when time just disappears, the feeling of like no time, I guess. Like, kind of like when I get into making beats sometimes. I'm just like in the zone. Um, I suppose I it's crazy that kind of music is that happy place for so many people. Like sometimes you just wanna like sometimes to chill in and listen to music is like the best thing you can do. Hundred <laughs> um, percent, man. I'm the kind of person though. Like I'm the kind of person if I'm listening, if I'm sad. Then I'm then I'm like I'm getting the sad music on and I'm like just fucking having a little sad fest, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just See? on my sad, I'm just on my sad shit. So um, but yeah, if I'm trying to really if I'm trying to chill out and like get myself straight, then um it's probably not um, it's probably not music for me. Um like if I if I get to the point where I really need to really need to like get myself together and, and chill then I will I'll do some meditation um but yeah most of the time for me mu- music's more of a fun thing um for me but yeah like I say if I like there's been many times like or oh, um you know um yeah if I'm feeling sorry for myself like sad music like girl broke out of me sad music like you know got fired yeah. from a job sad music like see a lot of people like I wanted to actually ask you that and get your opinion because I feel like a lot of people think when you're sad and you listen to sad music it makes you sadder but yeah I yeah. wanted to get your thoughts on that and like because I'm similar to you but I just wanted I to mean, get your opinion on it I mean, it could be right. Like, definitely, I definitely like. I I choose to if I'm feeling that way, then and then I want to and I want to listen to sad music. And the reason I'm doing that is because I'm I feel that I there's I've got a I've got a um a desire to connect with my sadness in a deeper way, and the music helps me to do that. So and it also I helps think, you kind of let it out, I guess, as well, and just let the emotions. I think so, man. You need to be able to connect to it, and it's you need to be able to connect to the emotion in, in order for it to start to move. And I think that's just it, man. I think at the end of the day, like everybody will have their own sort of ideas, and you know, some people will try and tell you that their idea is better than yours, but um, you know, that's complete nonsense because everybody, everybody, if everybody just worked everything out for themselves, 
um, then the world would be a, a whole lot of a better place. You know, it's, it's kind of like the music thing, intuition with the music. Like I try and live my life completely intuitively, you know, um, it's not it's not that I don't listen to, to anybody else. I, I do listen to people. I just trust myself more than I trust anyone else, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a, see what you said about need to connect to your emotion mm. to make it move. That's like such a good, that's a quote and a half. <laughs> that's like so accurate, I feel like. Um, that, yeah, if you can't really let your emotions out, then... I'd, I feel like, yeah, instead of like just putting a hamper on it or avoiding it or pretending it's not there, obviously it's always mm. better to let your emotions out. But obviously everybody's different and some people feel like that doesn't help them, I guess. Yeah, um, I mean, again, I think that's like another common thing of the kind of current generation as well. Exactly, man. I think like, you know, each to their own and stuff. I wouldn't say that Scotland um, is the most emotionally expressive no. um, country. Yeah, I was but, say you that. know, I know, um, I know, I know what camp I'm in, and I'm I'm just grateful to be able to have these kinds of conversations with people like yourself because you know it helps me, and you know anybody else who it helps, I'm happy to to have a conversation with them, and I'm also happy to have a conversation with somebody who says it doesn't help them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, it doesn't, uh, yeah, each to their own, man. Like, it's, and it's all it's about all good, kind of opening up different opinions as well, because I feel like some people kind of, if it's not opinion that's like theirs, then they don't really want to talk about it, or they hmm. just like kind of don't connect with it. But I think it's all important to towards people that do have different opinions to yours and I think that's why we've come about with just like conversation about awkward things because I feel like it needs to happen if we need to progress um, and I've always kind of felt like that and I've mentioned that on a few of the podcasts that if we don't have open conversation then society isn't going to really improve um, and obviously there's a lot going on in the world right now um, so anything that can help is a plus, I guess. And all this sort of negativity, I think it's important just to be be positive and just like be kind of think about what you can control. I think I mentioned that to you the other day as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Think about what you can control and don't worry about things that's out of your control, I guess. Yeah, um, that's a good that's a good trick, that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, man. Uh, I, I, you know, I try, um, I try and practice it as much as possible. Um, it's not easy. Sometimes it's, it's. I mean, I, look, I, I'm, I find it very easy to get overwhelmed with things, but I have, I have tools and um, strategies that I use to, to try and keep myself right. And I just, you know, I, I try and do the next thing and yeah, live it, live as intuitively as possible. Because when, um, you know, I feel like when I live intuitively, the situations arise in the moment and I respond to them or react to them in a way that feels appropriate and you know I move forward I guess um but I try not to overthink things too much and um um yeah but like I say it's it's easier said easier said than done yeah Um, definitely it is isn't it yeah Um, yeah yeah I think it's good that this has kind of been like a mental health special I feel like it's going to help a lot of people and I like that it's kind of went down that route because 
I know it's a hip hop podcast, but I just want to keep it as sort of open, yeah, um, as possible um, to like any sort of conversation that anybody wants to talk about, sort of thing. So yeah, kind of glad. I it, mean, kind of <laughs> glad it went this way, to be honest. Yeah, man. I mean, it's just to go back to what we were saying earlier. You know, like Eminem was very. He was very much discussing like some dark shit that was going on in his head Especially from the like early days toy soldiers and like um, yeah, beautiful and stuff yeah. like that as well yeah from the early days he he was doing that so he's a big pre, he's a big precursor for that um for um for all this stuff and i i really feel like in hip-hop we have um quite possibly i, I feel like we have the i feel like there's a lot of a lot of insecurity in hip-hop and i think that leads to the the sort of brash and bravado um, personalities a lot of the time. And yeah. so I, I'm sure that, you know, there's hip hop probably has as, as much, if not more mental health, um, you know, s- stuff among its practitioners than, you know, any other genre. Um, I would imagine, I would just imagine. But yeah, I, I think it does. Talking. But even with Biggie's oh. song, um, like Suicidal Thoughts, yeah, man. I think I mean, that no, made the impact. Obviously, Tupac talked yeah. about it. DMX yeah, had some kind of songs like that. Um, I think yeah. that's one of the things that that distinguishes a a great artist from a good artist is a great artist doesn't just talk about one thing. They're able to talk about all things, you know, personal, universal, whatever. But those guys, yeah. of course, man, of course, those guys were were touching on those kinds of things a lot, but. Um, it just wasn't. It wasn't what was focused on um, necessarily yeah. in mm-hmm. in the media because obviously Biggie and Tupac, you know, they're just wanting to. I mean, kill kill is fine. Can call it gangster rap and that, but um, it wasn't like it, that. May well be the subgenre, but um, you know, it, it wasn't. Not everything was was about that. You know, they touched on a lot of different subjects. You know, dear mama. You know, yeah, it's like, one of his probably best songs up there. It's, yeah, it's hardly fucking gangster rap, is it? Like, but um, and also yeah. NWA, like I know it is as much as it is sort of gangster rap. It is, but there's a reason for it. It was like obviously protest music, and that's obviously the root of hip hop was like, protesting and standing up for what you believe in, and that was mm. always a part of hip hop, mm-hmm. um, even before. Like obviously where it came from as well, so I think people do kind of forget that as well sometimes. It may- yeah, it makes a it makes a lot of sense um, to to think about it like that as well um, because you know if if back then um, people were more protesting social issues, I mean people are yeah. still protesting social issues and political issues, but our generation. Um, and especially the emo rap generation, mm-hmm. it's almost a, it's almost a protest against the unhappiness and the struggles that young people are experiencing as a result of the society that we're growing up in and the the expectations yeah. and pressures to be um, to be a to certain, be someone yeah yeah to be a certain way to be a certain way to be somebody who just doesn't fit you know who well, I mean who doesn't to be somebody that isn't true to yourself, you know, like it's, um, I like to think of, I like to think of if, if society is like a jigsaw 
or even every like any any sort of community like say say your your primary school or your class your your classroom like your pupils in your classroom yeah. if you want to think if you want to think of that as a, as like a jigsaw and there's a there's a there's a there's a piece missing the that piece um you know the collective that 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 missing space it doesn't change itself to to the shape that we are to allow us to fit in it asks us to fit that that shape that's there yeah. so if that means that we have to cut certain pieces of ourselves off or change ourselves in ways that we don't want to then well that's too bad in some situations you know because we have to do what we're told um, and and I just can't do that man I can't do that and I feel like a lot of people in hip hop probably going to probably feel that way too you know yeah i think so i think that's bang on about like not wanting to fit society's expectations of what you should be On the podcast, we've had a mixture of guests. 
all from like different generations and all grew up listening to different sort of music. And I asked a lot of them about their thoughts about the way hip hop has went into trap and then also like drill and um, kind of the modern sort of melodic styles. Mm-hmm. And I've asked a lot of them about what they think, but also I want to get past somebody from, I suppose, the current generation to like, say what they feel, because obviously uh, there's a lot of mixed stuff, I think that was said about sort of melodic rap and like auction um, and things like that. Uh, obviously it's yeah. more of a, a kind of link to modern rap and obviously a lot of people aren't keen on it, but I wanted to ask your opinion as somebody who grew up listening to kind of the current, well, maybe not grew up listening to it, but it was a part of the sort of current generation to get their opinion on, I suppose, mm-hmm. yeah, like trap and how hip-hop changed from kind of old school and boom bap towards, and storytelling, I guess, towards what it is now with guys like, obviously, mainstream artists. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, just give me your opinion on that. I just wanted to ask you. Yeah, man. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, hip hop has um, gone in a lot of different directions. Yeah. And I suppose that we've seen it kind of um, a lot of those have become closer to pop music or. Yeah. Um, and I get and I think like the melodic um, emotional stuff is is probably the but even, you know, Central C is an example of a drill artist who's, who's very pop, like the samples, the yeah. samples that he's using. Um, you know, me, me and Steg were discussing that, you know, like. Um, the Pink Panthers and the Flowers one, you know, it's, yeah, it's yeah, essentially, it's essentially yeah. pop. It's essentially pop music. So there's a reason that he's, he's doing so well. Um, it's because he sounds very accessible um, to people who wouldn't usually listen to drill. But to talk about it in general, I mean, um, I, um, I have, I like um, a lot of different, I, li- I like drill music. Um, I make the melodic stuff. I make the emo stuff. Um, you know, I do listen to the old school stuff, not as much as I used to. Um, but yeah. I feel and I, and I understand why some people don't like it, um, because we like what we're used to. You know, we like what we're used to, and, and I think I a lot of it is attached people, to people, like emotion as well. Yeah, I think there's there's probably a, a lot of um, people. I mean, look, if you if you really strongly dislike something, then I think it says more about you than it says about the the music you know yeah, i think it, yeah. it's obviously triggering something in you that um leads to our reaction so but to say anybody's music is is shit is yeah. i mean i think it's just pretty it's pretty just it's rude it's just rude and disrespectful um to say that about somebody's to say that about somebody's art so um you know i'm all for the 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 way that hip hop has progressed, I believe everything. I believe I believe everything happens for a reason. I believe, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm not one of these. I'm not one of these people who thinks like, you know, where um, where the the world is going to explode or something. I believe things will. I believe things will will go the right way. I believe things will turn out right, and I'm I'm happy with the way I see with the way I see hip hop going. I think it's it's created. It's it's far far more accessible, far far more accessible yeah, than it's ever than it's ever been before. And that can only be a good thing. Anybody who's a true fan of the genre as a whole um, surely can recognise that it's become so much more accessible. It's already, I mean, in terms of like the fact that anybody can just can just start rapping. You don't need any equipment. You don't need anything. You can just start rapping. You don't need to learn to play an instrument. 
you know anybody can do that that's that's such a great thing and i think that we yeah. should be encourage, encouraging more people to um to to yeah use this use a spoken word or or yeah um but in in terms of in terms of the way i see it going um i've no idea where where it will go next um uh I'll, but i feel you know I, I do think in terms of the emotional the emotional side of hip hop um yeah. sort of my lane i feel like i feel like there is a space for somebody to to step in and sort of become the the next guy the next x the next juice the next peep and um you know I, I believe i can do that 100 i believe i can do that it's very ambitious and i'm sure a lot of people will hear this and think that is ludicrous like for a, a guy coming out of scotland to say that but i know that i know that i can do it in my heart and uh, that will be the intention you know to to shoot for the absolute stars you know yeah. um but yeah it's um i think it's exciting times man it's exciting to to see the way that to see the way hip hop's going um yeah, and I'm, I happy. Think... I'm happy. Sorry, what were you gonna say? I was just, I was just saying, I'm, ha- I'm happy with it, man. Yeah, yeah, me too. Like, I like the direction it's going in. Um, as someone like who really appreciates old school stuff as well, um, like yourself, um, I really like the way it's going. Um, but one thing I wanted to ask you was, I spoke to a few guys about about autotune. Um, yeah. yeah, and a lot of them weren't keen on it. And mm. I wanted to ask you what you if think I like about... Right. Yeah, if you like it, just your general thoughts about auction and rap. Um, I mean, sometimes I like it, yeah. I, like, it's not yeah, a defining factor. It's not a defining factor in whether I listen to a song or not. Like, And I don't use... Um, I don't use auto-tune on, in my songs. Um, but I... I mean... There aren't very many artists who, who rely heavily on autotune that I listen to. Um, yeah. There's a couple of Lil Peep songs where the autotune's a bit heavier. I quite like them, but I'm already a big fan of his, you know. Yeah, um, me too. Yeah. I, I wasn't, I've never really been a huge um, Travis Scott fan, but I really like Butterfly Effect. Um, oh, yeah, I think Travis Scott's great. Um, but yeah, man, no, it's, I'm, I'm cool with it. At the end of the day, man, like, <laughs> You know, I remember there's an interview where T Pain T Pain talks about um, yeah. auto tune, and he says, "Oh, Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg told me that will never take off." You know, <laughs> well, you know, like, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm all for people using everything at their disposal, like be, being innovative and um, you know courageous in their in their creativity. You know, taking risks. Um, I wonder what the next. I wonder what the next phenomenon will be. You know, yeah. um, you know. I, I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see what that is. Um, and I, I can't wait to to see all the haters saying um, how, <laughs> yeah. shit, how how shit it is, and then and then six months later saying it's the best thing ever. You know, because yeah. that's how life works. Yeah, like in terms of auction, like there is a lot. Well, I do. I don't mind it. It's, as you said, it's not like a determined factor. Like I don't hear it and instantly turn it off. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it does have its like it's got its purpose. And the way yeah. I think of it, 
and I think I said this on a few episodes ago, I think I spoke to Mega, I don't know if you know Mega, but we were talking about it, and I was like, if you can put, well, so when you play a guitar, <laughs> like, you put every effect, you put hundreds of effects and stuff and polish it and do, or even not, even do distort it, and I feel mm-hmm. like, why not, why is the voice different? Like, why can't, we use the voice in the same way as like an instrument and use it and put effects on it and put oxygen on it like as if it was a guitar. Like to me, I don't really I think it's sort of similar to my opinion. Um mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of people probably are raging at that. Yeah. But um I think yeah, that's just my opinion on it. Hundred percent. That's their problem, man. Like if we're talking about like the really sort of warbled um sound like, you know. Travis Scott and and more type auto tune, then you know it, it doesn't help me to connect to the lyrics. Um, but if I'm trying to turn up or if I'm trying to listen to something a bit more playful, then like why not? Why not? You know? Yeah, if you're in a certain mood or whatever, like for me, there's guys like Lil Baby who use mm-hmm. auto tune and it's like an unbelievable lyricist. Mm-hmm. And also Lil Dark as well, I think is one of the same as a summer lane to like baby where yep. lyrically he's, he's like up there right now. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, he still uses auction and it still yeah, those, sounds yeah. really good. Yeah, those two those two guys are killing it. Like um like I don't listen to a whole load of their music, but for anybody to say that those guys are shit, I mean come on, like I know. Yeah, <laughs> you can't that. like I don't know how yeah they can say Lil Baby's bad when like he hears stuff like I think what was that song? It went quite big during um during COVID COVID with like BLM and stuff. Right, okay. Um, um oh, what's it called? Is that can't I find the name of it? Um, it's not like drip too, it's not drip too hard, is it? No, that's just a banger, but no, it's not that. Um it was about BLM. I really it's just a great name. All right, okay. But yeah, it was an just... incredible song. Yeah, yeah. No, um, I then, think drip too, drip too Hard is such a great name for a song a, as well. He is. Fuck it, like I'm here, you know? <laughs> I love it. Yes, indeed, as well. It was a really good tune. Um, yeah. And I love how guys like J. Cole um, and Kendrick are, well, I would, say, I would say they're known as sort of the current generation's lyrical rappers, I would say. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. The top the top rappers right now in terms of lyrics. Um, uh-huh. And I like how they're embracing it. And like Kendrick, and obviously Baby Keen, who, like, is obviously, I think it's, I think Kendrick is his, is it his uncle? Or is, I think it's uncle. Um, and he, like, he's not the type of artist that I expected, like, to come from somebody that's influenced by Kendrick, do you get what I mean? Like, mm. he's quite um, quite different, and I like how Kendrick and Joel Cole uh, are, like, sort of uh, incorporating that mm-hmm. and embracing it, so getting people like Baby on their albums um, and getting all these kind of newer artists on it as well, I think that's cool to see. Yeah. When I was, um, when I was first learning to rap, I, I studied quite a few Kendrick's verses. Um, yeah, I think like when you really get into the to the bones of that, like yeah, it's um, 
it's really, yeah, it's it's some of it's just really phenomenal stuff. Like, yeah, Kendrick will go down. I think as kind of as like a, te- a top five, top ten rapper, and I thought he already so. is. Like, I think so. I he think is so. definitely in my probably top five, um, in my opinion. Anyway, in terms of influential rappers, yeah, I'd put him in there. Yeah. I don't know if you're a fan of Young Thug like and Future you- and what they've done for. Kind of hip hop. Yeah, I I love Future. I, I don't listen to too much Thug, but I, I love Future. And um, yeah, like uh, when I when I very first started um, doing a bit of rapping, um, I remember Steg actually saying uh, like a, a bit of a verse that done sort of had a bit of a, had a bit of Future vibes in it. And yeah, I didn't really I didn't really hear it to be fair, but yeah, I just think Future is like <laughs> especially like um, you know with his lyrics and just his attitude and that like. Uh, yeah, it's um, such a boss, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Like, yeah, he's, just, he's very, he's a bit like, um, he, he lives, he really lives up to like the stereotype of a rapper. I, think. Like, <laughs> I, I, I find that shit really funny. Like, it's he just not, lives it's the not... moment, doesn't he? He just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just fuck your bitch in some Gucci. Lip, but... <laughs> I just love that. See, just that attitude, like, as much as put Kate on it. I just love it because it's just so like I don't care. I'm here, like yeah. I'm making it. Like that's the end of it. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I just love that attitude of just like I, I'm the boss sort of thing. Yeah. There's something really, um, yeah. There's something really refreshing about it. You just you can yeah you, you know you know what you're getting with him. Don't yeah, you? Like, especially I think his fa- my favorite album of his is DS2. I think yeah, that's yeah. insane. And then also, yeah. I really like Kendrick's. That's really good. Yeah, yeah. And oh, then, do you know, who, know who's a big, a big somebody I love as well outside of hip hop, but more R and B. The weekend, the weekend, weekend. Like, I yeah. used to, like, yeah, the early, the earlier stuff from the weekend, man. Like, yeah, absolutely, absolutely loved that. Loved it. Like, that's um, it's quite a big influence on me too. Like, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. Like. Yeah, the weekend is uh, definitely one of those guys that's um, pushing like sort of a different side, especially with the kind of synthy stuff as well. And I yeah. is crossing over to obviously pop. Never betraying my bros, go get sick, you know. I play the game like a pro. 
I smell the strain like a stone. I'll make your brain, man, I'm dope. Riffing the gate like I'm both. Try and tame me, take a blow. Try and slay me, save your soul. It's just based on paper planes. I'm making music. Layer kid, they say they great, but they just fake. I hate them. They could never break the music that they make. Could never generate the payday that they crave. Say I pay my price because I've been in my pain. I'm insane. Sold my soul to this fucking game Oh man, some nutcase I ate the pussy like cupcake I couldn't wait till my lunch break Floodgates open up She love my flow cause I'm front page G-cups and the makeup Smudge fuck till we come to the breakup But once they lock on the come They turn it on for me Order the beat, won't everybody They fucking with me Over the flare, I be like Rex They run it off for me Bro, I'm going global I know they'll give it off for me Bro, they'll give it off for me No, they'll show the love for me Show my vulnerability alert Cause they wanna be in with a romance No chance, got a girl grabbing on me Trying to get a glance Trying to get a glance at a row hose No, I'm a ghost So she moan the most I don't overimpose She don't wear no clothes Except for the nose ring we bone I think I love that bitch So I'll leave her alone I'm wondering why they hate me I don't care, I'm going mainstream I'll leave these dummies in a daydream I've been on my shit since I was 18 James Dean in the game I'm young in the scene Page 3, I'm making love in the back of the beam Romance by nature and theme I'll let you live the dream Play any best MC and SEO, that's me I wonder why they hate me I don't care, I'm going mainstream I'll leave these dummies in a daydream I've been on my shit since I was 18 I wonder why they hate me I don't care, I'm going mainstream I'll leave these dummies in a daydream I've been on my shit since I was 18 Reverting back to Scotland Since it is the, the Hip Hop Scotland podcast um, Who is it? Who do you listen to? Scotland wise, um, rap, yeah, Scottish rap wise. If anybody like who, who do you listen to? Who is it that you can't my, really, you know, like right now? Sort of thing. My, my favorite Scottish artist right now is Billy Got Waves. Like, I discovered him, yeah. um, I don't know when I discovered him. A couple, I, I'd seen him, I'd seen him, but when I listened to um, his album with Joel. Um, like they got that oh, song, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, like when I heard that, I was like, Oh, yeah, that's fire. Like, um, I messaged him and had a little bit of a chat with him, but I just said to him, like, You know, I'd really like to work with you at some point. Like, I feel like, um, you know, me and him could definitely make some some fucking great music, but um, you know, I see he's a, he's a little bit ahead, he's a bit ahead of me and he's doing his thing, so but yeah, he's he's somebody, uh, he's somebody I've been listening to a bit and uh. I like his style and that, you know, he's um he's a bit of inspiration and that. So yeah, I would say him, yeah, he's my favorite right now. Yeah, I really I only found him literally a week ago and I've been like he's been on repeat, like especially his new EP. It's just been on repeat for like the full week for me. Um and yeah. obviously there's guys like Joel that's really doing um doing bits as well, and also Bems, who was on like episode two. Uh-huh. Um, he's 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 got like that potential. He could he could really do some big things. See, when you were growing up, then did you ever hear or listen to any Scottish hip hop? I think that's quite an interesting question. Um, no, I'd have to say no off the top of my head. I, yeah. I don't think so. I'm trying to think. the when was the first. But here is the first I, Scottish guy you heard, I suppose. Honestly, I feel like. The first time I ever really was like, okay, Scottish hip hop, Scottish rap is, is a thing was when, yeah, when yeah. Uh, the, 
Vulcan video. Yeah, I think that's a lot. That's a lot of people's. Um, when that I first realised, well. like, yeah, yeah, when I first thought, like, oh, okay, like this is actually going on here, um, and yeah, that was. Um, I mean, that's still, um, in some ways, the the, the defining moment of Scottish hip hop, or yeah. the thing that that, that like, most people most people know Scottish hip hop for is, is that is that Vulcan video. Especially um, when it sort of, I suppose that was one of the first ones. I feel like there was other ones, but I feel like that was the first one with social with social media that mm-hmm. really like popped. Um, and I think that's why it made kind of such an impact for Scottish hip hop because, yeah, it was never really it was there, but it was never really as mainstream as Vulcan, obviously because of social media, I guess. Mm. Yeah, that was so. Do you think that's the first time you really heard it, or did you hear it before that? Um, it's the first. That it's the first time I can I can recall hearing it, man. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I I think. Do you know what? I might have. Um, there's a there was a group of boys from where I'm from. Um, they they had a collective called Boys from the Border, and they were rapping and stuff. I don't know if I heard the Shogun video before I was aware of them or okay yeah um, yeah they were doing like grime they were doing like grime and stuff um so yeah I don't know if any of them boys are rapping now but I I mean they might be I don't know yeah I think that's quite interesting just to hear like sort of because I spoke to a lot of older and guys that weren't I don't know if I listened to weren't but Words I know, but really good rapper. Um, and I've had him, I've had like conscious route and stuff. Um, and their views quite interesting on that. Um, I mean, the kind of Scottish rap and who they listen to, and a lot of them mentioned, like, I don't even know, Gasp. Gasp, yeah, yeah. A lot, a lot of them mentioned Gasp as like the first time they were like called up, um, <laughs> sort of thing. Uh, also. Um, also, Stage E, who we obviously know and we've spoken about, is one of the guys that was there. Yeah, way shout out, out to way Steg. Out of the yeah, shout out to Steg. Like Steg is, Steg is like my, he's like my rap father. He's a, <laughs> he's really, a, he's a father figure to me in this game. Like he's been mentoring me really since the start, and he was the first guy that believed in me and really told me, like, you know, you can do your thing. So shout out Steg. Yeah, big up Steg. Hopefully he'll be on um on the podcast at some point. And I know he's got his lodge on Sunday, is it? Then yeah, hopefully yeah. that'll be going um for his new new album Under Pressure is called, I think. Surface Pressure, yeah. Surface Pressure. Um and it's got 10 tracks on it. That'll um look really good with all the features and stuff. Um looking forward to to that coming out actually. Um yeah, so shout out Steg. So yeah, I also wanted to there's one thing I wanted to ask you was about your new tune, James Dean, um, and also your kind of last three releases actually. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to ask you about so the first one was was it Who I Am, wasn't it? The first one was Love Six City, the next one was oh, Who Am I? Right, okay. Who, Who Am I Liar? Um, and yeah, then James Dean yesterday. That was it. So I just wanted to ask you, 
Well, we'll start off with James Dean since it's the new one. Um, and I noticed you said it was a diss track. So I just wanted to ask you what, what you meant by that and the kind of the story of the track and what you were going for. Yeah, man. What I meant by that when I put it in the, yeah. in, the descri- in the description was just like, this is me announcing myself. Like, this is me saying to everybody else, like, I'm here. Watch out because this is what I can do. Um, <laughs> you know, and yeah, so that was the kind of, that was the kind of message behind that. Um, the song, James Dean, is like, this, it's the second song that I ever wrote and recorded. Um, oh, that's cool. And um, yeah, that, for me at that point, I was just desperate to, to put everything into the song and to show my whole repertoire, you know, like my, my singing, my, my rapping, you know, like what you said about, you know, you were surprised to hear me um, rapping so fast. Um, yeah, it was, yeah. You know, yeah, you know, I can do all that stuff. It's maybe not my favourite to do, but I can do that stuff. I believe I can do it as well as anyone. Um, so James Dean was really, was really me just going in. I was like, yeah, you know what? Like, I'm fucking here, like, um, you know, and I'm here to stay type thing. Um, and just me, you know, I, I believe... You know, I believe in myself. I believe I believe I'm the best at what I do, and I believe I I believe I'll I believe I'll I'll rise up and um, you know accordingly because you know I, I believe in I believe in my own talent. Um, so yeah, that's the kind of story behind James Dean. Um, who am I, liar? The story behind that. My personal favourite, to be honest. That's your favourite man. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um yeah, great videos as great videos as well for James Dean and who are my show, Andrew McKenzie. Yeah, um, McKenzie. Such yeah, a good show, McKenzie. As well. Yeah, show McKenzie like fucking um yeah, I, I wouldn't want to do a battle like that, you know, like you got some serious <laughs> you got yeah. some serious balls, like you got serious balls, like um respect. But um yeah, like who am I? Yeah, that one was more just like I don't know, man. I, I wrote that one so fast. Like, um, I just let my emotions go. And it's like, you know, it's quite a crazy song, you know, like, uh, ooh, I'm you know, so catch you, man. I couldn't get that out of my head for like a week. And I was like, showing yeah. it to all my, all my pals that are into so, like, kind of emo stuff and people yeah. and all that. So they all loved it. Like, they all thought, that was the time where I thought, that was when I saw you and I was like, so now you said your diss track. Yeah. About you announced yourself. That was when you announced yourself to me. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that was like, I was like, well, this guy's like exactly what I wanted to see from like a Scottish rapper that I hadn't seen. And I was just like really excited to to see a Scottish guy doing that sort of sound. So yeah, man, it was it was cool. Ah, oh, thank you, man. Yeah, I enjoyed making that song and uh, that was the I should say as well that James Dean and Love Sick City are produced by uh, Karosha Beats um, and Who Am I Liars produced um, by Squiggles. And that was maybe, that might have been the second song I did with Squiggles, but James Dean and Love Sick City are the first ever songs me and Chris sung together, me and Karoshi. Um But yeah, man, that one was just about letting go. Um, really kind of letting the emotion go and just... Yeah, it's quite a it's quite a hard, it's quite a powerful song. I don't know if it's um, like I always feel like I could, I always feel like I I feel like I could, I feel like I, I don't know if it's it's not my it's not my favorite song. I don't think, but 
I think I'm just maybe a wee bit being a wee bit critical. Um, <laughs> but Love Sick City, um, that's the first song I ever wrote and recorded and first one I ever released too. Um, yeah, the story behind that, man, like, yeah, well, Love Sick City, man. I wrote it about this girl. I wrote it about this girl I was with back in 2017, like, uh, okay. um, yeah. yeah yeah you know so like i just i just you know classic shit man i just loved her to bits and um didn't work out so um yeah i just fucking put it in a song didn't i <laughs> i like that i like that it's like um i just sort of kind of stereotypical in a way but still like the go-to track i said <laughs> I got the go-to track. Um, That's some real shit, bro. A lot of folks. Um, but yeah, I wanted to ask about Lovesick as well because you said that was your first one that you put out, wasn't it? And I know yeah, yeah. you got that on. Um, that was only up to standard. Um, That's correct. Thought, yeah. And I just re- uh, realized I had like five k, so I thought that mm. was like that's pretty, pretty mad for like somebody that's just like just released something. Um, yeah, I was I was happy with that number actually. Not I, I and also like not as if numbers aren't always a thing. I guess I, that's why I say that as well. Like, yeah, no. As much um, as people focus on numbers, um, sometimes that isn't it. Yeah, man, numbers are great, but I mean they're not the be all and end all. Um, yeah, yeah. I was I was very happy to get five k on the first the first song I ever released on you know, and it was on up to standard and. Um, you know, shout out to Standard as well for putting that out on their channel. You know, um, when I when I thought about it though, I just felt like I felt like um, that it would be better for me to go forward on my own channel because up to Standard, um, although they've got a reason, they have got quite a diverse um, a diverse kind of uh, palette, or if, if you like. But um, I felt like it wasn't really the place for me, so I just decided to. I just decided to do my own thing. Um, and yeah, we just steady building my own YouTube channel, Alexander Romance, like you find me. Um, find me get on that, there. Get that followed. <laughs> there was one last question, actually. And it was, what's next for Alexander Romance? It's a tough question. What's was, next um, was your plans? my plans um i suppose um next up for me i'll keep i'll keep releasing music i just dropped james dean my latest single i just dropped yeah. that last night check that um out. yeah check that out um you can find me on all socials at alexander romance um but what's next for me like i have been talking to steg uh, lately and we're trying to get a we're trying to get a feature with a with a more recognised artist. Get me out there a wee bit more, um, and I'm also um, planning to go down to London, uh, try and set up some meetings, and you know pitch my pitch my stuff to people, and yeah, just just trying to get myself out there a bit more, man. I, I, I've been since the turn of the year, since January, I've been releasing every four weeks, um, so we'll see we'll see if that happens. I got another one in the pipeline ready to go next month. Um, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's, um, it's just keeping keeping on, really keeping keeping doing it, and yeah, trying to yeah, just try trying to make that trying to make that breakthrough. And um, 
and get get some more get some more recognition. You know, I'm I'm working away on on um, you know um, trying to monetize it and actually actually start making some proper money. Um, but um, yeah, man, yeah, man, that's that's it. Just keeping going, really keeping going. Yeah. Nice one. It's exciting, exciting times going forward. I think for Scottish hip hop and also yourself as well. So we'll definitely keep an eye on um, where it goes from here. Yeah, thanks a lot for coming on though. Um, it was really good to, to have a chat about everything, um, non-musical as well. I thought that was quite, um, quite interesting, quite fun as well. So thanks a lot, and hopefully you uh, are kind of mental health bit um, does help a lot of people um, and it's kind of starting to become a sort of running theme of the podcast actually so that's quite cool but yeah thanks for coming and I just wanted to ask you one more thing have you got any messages to people listening? I just wanted to say you know thanks for having me on and like and you know you're very welcome um, I really enjoyed myself and um, yeah I'm excited I'm excited to see um, what you do going forward and um, yeah we'll you know we'll stay in touch and um, yeah I'm sure we'll uh, we'll do our, we'll do our thing yeah cheers man